up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for April 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Happy 420 out there for all those who celebrate. If you know, you know. Quick Eagles update before we get into today's episode. They did make a signing, and I think this is going to end up being one of those under the radar that uh, Howie being Howie moves. They signed Falcons wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus. And basically what this is, like he's not going to be one of your top two guys, but I think he's an upgrade over Quez Watkins, who kind of disappeared throughout the season last year as it progressed. But he was um, Zacchaeus was their second leading receiver yet last year um, behind um, Drake London. And he's basically one of those dependable guys. He can play multiple positions. He's a good blocker. Uh, overall, the the – the Falcon staff and players that I, that I kind of saw on uh, Twitter and everything were kind of disappointed to see him go because he was such a good uh, just teammate, good receiver. And this is one of those moves that Howie just seems to make. I could not find the details of the contract yet. It was just that his agency that uh, represents him came out and said that they signed with the Eagles. Uh, pretty, pretty cool Uh that he's also a local guy, Plainfield, New Jersey, went to St. Uh, Joseph Prep in Philly. Uh, he was just absolutely loved in Atlanta, so he's coming home, so to speak. Again, upgrade over Quez. The fact that he can play multiple, multiple positions, he is fast, so maybe they can kind of work him in a little bit at punt returner, which I, I said all of last year, if you're, you've been a loyal listener, that that to me was one of the – just thorn in my side was just our special teams and return games. So hopefully um, Alameda can actually step in and, and do something. So good pickup. One of those Howie, move, Howie Roseman under the radar moves, which I think also now takes kind of receiver off of the board for for the draft now. So I'm anxious to see where he's going to focus. I have some theories tune in or stay tuned we're not going to have it this week it'll be very early next week our draft special uh on back to the future so stay tuned for that but overall a very good move and a solid pickup for the eagles phillies i can't figure this team out yesterday was how i feel they should look all the time 5-2 win over the white Sox. tawan walker went six and a third gave up two earned runs uh, Bryson Stott went two for five. Trey Turner finally did something three for five with a home run. If he can start getting hot and get back to where he was at the World Baseball Classic, that'll be good. Brandon Marsh two and four. I feel like they're they're just staying afloat. If we could just string like another two three wins together and get back to five hundred, I feel like that should be the goal now is to get back to five hundred and then start going games over. They might be able to just kind of hang in there until. Guys like Ranger Suarez come back. Bryce comes back. Uh, they went 4-3 and three on the road trip. Not bad. They didn't play great teams, but with where they were and kind of what happened, I, I'll, I'll take it. The bullpen looked great yesterday. The Soto, Kimbrel, Alvarado uh, for like the 7th, 8th, and ninth. I mean, I'll take it. Or 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. I should say. Uh, but I'll, I'll totally take it. Like that to me needs to be the strength of this team, especially if our starters are going to struggle the way they have been. Uh, seven game homestand coming up against four against the Rockies, three against the Mariners. Let's do it. This is, it, as Charlie used to say, it's turning into hitting season. So Sixers tonight look to go up 3 0. I think they come out. I, I think 
or Brooklyn's going to come out and, and be on fire somewhat early. But again, like I can't see that crowd being that into it because of just, I mean, they know the team's not going anywhere. They know that they're technically in a rebuild and got lucky to be in the playoffs. So I don't necessarily see the crowd being all that hyped up. Um, and even if they are, the Sixers are definitely wor- going to be able to withstand a punch in the mouth and then come back. So I look for the Sixers to take care of business. I think the line was five and a half last I saw. I like the Sixers to cover that as well, which pretty much means I just jinxed them. So if you're a better, go the opposite way. I've been been in a slump recently. Uh, but we're going to stick with the Sixers. Today we're going to go back to April 20th, 2003. Sixers beat the Hornets 98-90 down at the FU Center. It was the first round of the NBA playoffs, Game 1. AI went for 55 points, his playoff career high, on 21 for 32 shooting. Eric Snow had 10 assists. Keith Van Horn, a blast from the past, had 10 rebounds. Sixers were the four seed. They would go on to win that series four games to two before losing to the Pistons four to two in the second round. That, that Pistons team was a year away from winning the NBA championship. So they had Ben Gordon, uh, Rip Hamilton, uh, Tayshawn Prince, those guys. So they were a pretty good team who lost. I believe they lost to Indiana in the the Eastern Conference Finals. But going back to AI, his playoff career high, and he was one of those players. And, yeah, I mean, he could have been better uh, or better with making his teammates better, as he said infam- infamously in the whole pra- play- or practice. We're talking about practice uh, ramp. But I think when it, the money was on the line and the lights were the brightest, he played his best. Even if you go back to uh, 2001, like he was a beast throughout that playoff. I mean, that whole season, really. But that whole playoffs, he was a beast. Game one of the NBA Finals against the Lakers, he was outstanding. And even though they lost the next four games, he actually played well. He might not have always shot the best, but that was his game. He would just chuck up shots. And I still always wonder, and there is a uh, Back to the Future coming up on this, if, who's to blame there? Is it Larry Brown? Is it Iverson? Is it Billy King? Somehow that they did not maximize Allen Iverson the way they should have, should have during that whole time he was there. I mean, he was phenomenal. But on this night back in 2003, game one of the first round of the playoffs, uh, AI drops 55 on the Hornets for a 98-91 win down in South Philadelphia. All right, turning our eyes now to our Eagles draft pick spotlight. The draft is officially one week away, and this is the only guy we're going to spotlight this month that is still an active player, but I think he's one of those guys that is very polarizing. Um, Maybe not polarizing isn't the right word because I think we all feel the same way about him, but Nelson Aguilar, the Lagos, not, excuse me, Lagos, Nigerian native, Nigeria native, sorry about that, was the number 20 pick overall out of USC in 2015. Spent five years with the Eagles, and he was one of those guys who were always questioned. Like he had the hype, uh, and he just never ne- necessarily lived up to it. He had some issues with drops, uh, but he did break out in the 2017 season. Um, 62 catches for 768 yards and eight touchdowns. But he was big down the stretch and in that playoff run, specifically in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, he went 9 for 84. And he had some cru- very big, crucial catches, third down catches, and 
catches to kept drives alive and things like that. So I will say for all of his warts and all of the issues with drops, we don't necessarily win the Super Bowl without Nelson Aguilar. Um, other than 2017, though, he was just – he's probably best known for the guy on uh, the news who – the building was on fire in Philly, and they were like, we was dropping babies out of buildings, and we was catching them, though, unlike Aguilar. Look it up if you have it. Hilarious, hilarious clip. Uh, because here this guy is. They're saving people from a burning building, and he's able to get a shot in on Nelson Aguilar. And to me, that is the most Philly fan thing there is. So make sure you look up the Aguilar dropping babies guy. Uh, or catching them, or whatever he said. We was catching them, though, unlike Aguilar. And then his face is is priceless. Um, but he had two big drops, and I think this was around the time the guy said it, in the 2019 season, one against the Falcons, one against the Patriots, that cost them both games. They were touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. And I wonder, had he made those catches, did do they get a better seed, and do they have to play Seattle, and does Wentz get the cheap shot by Clowney? You never know. Uh, guys they p- could have picked that went p- later than Aguilar, uh, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Darren Waller. So this is, again, how he does his magic, just not with receivers in the first round. That's why the trade last year for A.J. Brown was so good. Uh, Nelson played for the Raiders, Patriots, and currently on the Ravens. But Nelson Aguilar, number 20 overall first round pick for the Eagles in 2015 out of USC. Helped us win the Super Bowl, so I appreciate it. On this night back in 2003, AI went for 55 against the Hornets. Let's go, Phils. Let's start a nice little home winning streak. Be safe if you're partaking in extracurriculars out there today. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.